and welcome back to another episode of the Just Checking In podcast. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by Vent, a place where everyone, but especially men and boys, can open up about their mental health issues, break down stigmas, and start conversations. I am your host, as always, Freddie Cocker. Each pod, I check in with a very special guest. We have a natter and a chat about all things mental health, as well as anything and everything else they are passionate about. If it helps that person with their mental health, we discuss it. In this episode of the Just Checking In podcast, there will be no special guest because I've been thinking about doing this episode ever since we marked the five-year anniversary event back in September 2022. Now, before I jump into this episode, I want to firstly thank all of you for helping me get to this stage in the first place. If it wasn't for those of you who have written for Vent publicly or anonymously, come on the Just Checking In podcast or come to one of the Just Checking In live shows, this milestone simply wouldn't have happened. As important or even more important than all of them are the small group of people who financially contribute to help keep Vent going. It costs money to run Vent, funnily enough, on a monthly basis, and although I've put thousands of pounds of my own money into Vent, the Patreon stops my monthly paycheck from being used, which is greatly appreciated. So thank you guys, you all know who you are. In this episode, I wanted to chart the last five years, what I've learned along the way, how the platform's grown, and how Vent has 100% changed my life. So this is a special episode to mark five years of Vent. Five years ago, as most of you will know, the idea for Vent started in a Tobey Carvery in my hometown of North East London with my best mate Hannah when we had a catch-up. It started out as a website and I faced a lot of reluctance from people to write for it. I realised I needed to take the first step myself if I was going to encourage anyone else to write for Vent and so I did. The feedback to it was absolutely unbelievable and to this day it's the article that's had the biggest feedback for me personally and engagement and has had the highest read numbers on the website. After that it was a case of helping others through Vent tell their mental health story. Shortly after I published my first article, my friend, Steve Hanmer, who's the partner of my old university friend, Sam Northwood, contacted me and he said he'd been looking for a platform to share his own mental health story and wanted to do it on Vent. Of course, I delightfully accepted his offer and Steve became the first Vent champion. After that point, I had a host of wonderful, brave men and women who shared their stories on Vent in the early days and helped break down that stigma and taboo that was so high. Two years and a bit into Vent and many articles later, I realised that many people did not feel comfortable writing an article about their mental health despite my best efforts and encouragements. At this point, the podcast market was certainly starting to feel crowded but was definitely not as oversaturated as it is today. So I had the clever idea, I think, of starting my own podcast. I messaged my close friend and tech genius, Matt Hill, who I spent most of my childhood mucking about with on snow days and inset days in school, making amateur films with very professional video effects, and I asked him if he had any podcast equipment on the off chance I could use it for a pilot episode. He said he did, he had some mics and a recorder, and we made plans for a first record date. I then needed to come up with a name that wasn't already taken and wasn't trademarked either, which, believe me guys, is very, very hard to do in this space. 
I began to think about how I came up with the name for vent and how it was a word that was always used when someone needed to get something important off their chest to me or when they wanted to have a deep conversation. I used that same thought process to think about what people would say to me or vice versa when they would check in on someone who was struggling. The conversation nearly always started with the phrase, just checking in, or a variation of it. And after that, and I checked that checking in wasn't already taken, I swiftly wrote up a very, very scripted running order and invited on my friend Tim Fletcher, who'd written some poems already for the website, and he enthusiastically said yes to being the first guest. I will always be grateful to Tim for being the first one through the proverbial podcast Stargate door, and I thanked him once more when we caught up on episode 150. Now, I want to pick out some of my favourite episodes and the pods which had the biggest impact on me from a mental health perspective. This does not mean I think more or less of the episodes I don't mention here because every guest who comes on I value so, so much. And let's face it, guys, there are 210 plus episodes to choose from. So please don't come at me after this pod and say, why wasn't my pod mentioned? The first one I want to mention is JSIP number four with my close friend Lloyd Taylor. Lloyd spoke about his coming out story as a gay man and a beautiful moment after he had told his parents where he was on his bike in Hollows Ponds in Leytonstone And he took a moment for himself to reflect on who he was, who he is, and who he could become now that this moment that he felt so much stigma and build up to was so wonderfully actually received by his parents. The next big moment was JSIP number 10, which was my own Lord of the Rings length episode. After coming out for the first time about my mental health and writing several articles about more of my story, I wanted to take the plunge myself and be on the other side of the podcast for my own interview. Lloyd was the only person I thought could accurately capture my story and bless him, he sat for a whole three hours listening to my pain, the highs and the many, many lows I opened up about. After we finished, we swiftly realised that there was no way we could put out a single episode that was three hours in length, so we split it up into a two-parter, with part one two hours in length and part two one hour in length. And to be honest, whenever someone messaged me to say they've listened to both, I thank them profusely because Jesus Christ, I don't, even, I don't even think I could do that, to be honest. Reflecting on that episode, it's the only one which contains the C word said by me and the pod which I realised I needed to put in audio trigger warnings for some of the more traumatic episodes going forward as that podcast definitely contained a lot of dark content. Shortly after I did this episode, another big milestone episode came along in the form of former Leighton Orient striker, now Leighton Orient assistant coach, and professional footballer Matt Harold. I didn't have any connections in most industries prior to starting this podcast, so it was thanks to my friend and barber, Tony, who connected me with Matt, and we sat down to talk about his football career, but most powerfully for the pod and for him, the impact that the sudden death of Leighton Orient manager Justin Edinburgh had on him and the squad when it took place on 8th of June 2019. The episode was shared by Leighton Orient's official channels and produced the first mini viral moment, shall we say, for the podcast, which attracted a much larger number of listeners than the episodes had done so far up to that point and gave me a platform to try and invite bigger guests onto the podcast. Fast forward to JSIP number 46 now, and this is the next milestone episode for the pod, not because of the celebrity status of the guest, like Matt, but who the guest was in relation to me. In my social group, I'm pretty much known as the highly extroverted one, the 19.5 out of 10 extrovert, as I always say, and the others are all natural introverts, and that's fine, and that's why I love them all. I never thought that any of them 
would feel comfortable enough to talk about their mental health on the podcast. But after a couple of years of building up the confidence and the trust in me to do it properly, the second lad in my social group, Alex Bartlett, agreed to come on and talk about the mental health impact that a long-term knee injury had on him, as well as many other things in life. As an aside, this was after Dan Agnew came on the pod in JSIP number three to talk about how good physical health can lead to good mental health. Bartlett has since actually recovered from that knee injury. He's in a successful job now and in a good place with his mental health, which is great to see and hear. The pods I'm most proud of are the episodes I've done with my friends and Bartlett's pod is always one I mention in conversations as one I'm really proud of. When it comes to my own attitude towards life, political beliefs, etc, JCIT 49 was the episode that had the biggest impact on me in that regard. I came across a blog on Twitter from a writer called William Costello who'd written a blog on incels, a group of men I'd previously not given much consideration to at all and might have had quite uninformed views on too otherwise. I contacted William and his episode red-pilled me in the biggest sense of the word. From that moment, I cared very little about the guests I had on the podcast and what others might think of them. I gained an incredible curiosity and desire to interview guests from all sides of the political spectrum. And my attitude towards life as well changed tremendously from that point too. The very next episode, to mark 50 official episodes, I wanted to switch up again and I convinced the third person in my social group, my best mate and longest friend along with Hannah, James Lamb to come on the podcast and talk about his mental health. Now, like Bartlett, James had been pretty reluctant up until that point to discuss his mental health, but he took that brave step and talked about his experience of overthinking and anxiety, which he had never even spoken to me before privately either. We also reminisced on our childhood together, growing up as boys and now men, how he supported me when I was in the worst periods of my mental health, including at university. And how now the roles have kind of reversed where I support him a lot of the time and, you know, through this episode that I did that too. 13 episodes later, and I felt like I needed to do a special episode about a man who I lost the same year I started Vent, an old work colleague called Matt Hades. Matt was my closest friend in the office we worked and his death from a sudden cardiac arrest had a huge impact on me. Despite me knowing him for just a few months, such was the nature of the man and the person he was. I wanted to do a pod in his memory and I contacted a group of my former work colleagues to ask if they wanted to offer their own contributions of their memories of Matt. This is a format I personally found very powerful and I hope to use this format for one-off grief-related episodes in the future too. As the pod's grown, I've wanted to cover some of the most stigmatised topics there are in the mental health conversation and the ones that most other podcasts, even the mental health ones, either choose to ignore or don't cover. The first of these big ones is sexual abuse and the episode which profoundly impacted me was a two-part episode I did with Tony who goes by the pseudonym Ella Brooks Online. Her book entitled The Right Thing to Do is a memoir about her life and in particular the three times she was raped including once by a former boss who ended up impregnating her and she tragically miscarried during this pregnancy as well. Tony tried to take her own life multiple times and it is a huge credit to her that she was able to survive this get her life back on track and is now thriving in life through the work she does to help men with their mental health. Since her episode, I've also interviewed male and female victim survivors of sexual abuse with a host of different experiences and stories. The other two issues which I found to be the most stigmatised for men outside of sexual abuse were men who were domestically abused and men who had detransitioned. Finding men who'd be willing to speak about these issues I thought would be pretty much impossible 
But thanks to the help of guest Jackie Cabanza, she connected me with a legend of a man called Micah Fanimo, who told me in JSIP episode 141 about his experience of surviving domestic abuse. We shattered some stigmas and we educated some listeners in the process. As for the latter, interviewing detransitioned men and women has had the biggest impact on my own mental health, such was the incredibly high level of trauma they have gone through. They are some of the strongest people I've met, and their resilience, determination, and courage inspires me every single day. Of the five men and women who have transitioned and then detransitioned, including three men and two women, the episode which really broke me and broke me down and then built me back up again was JSIP 132 with Richie Heron, aka Tulip. Richie is now someone I consider a very good friend and he has helped hundreds if not thousands of boys and men who have gone through what he has gone through. He has spoken up and received a horrific amount of abuse from people on both sides of this societal debate and has been on far bigger platforms than mine to tell his story since. Thank you for telling your story on this podcast my friend and I consider it a massive honour. By this point you might be thinking that I'll highlight every single episode I've done. But don't worry, there's only four left that I want to cover. The first of those is a Behind the Decks episode I did with a music hero of mine, Louis LaRoche. Louis was someone I'd listened to for the best part of 10 years and on a whim, I just decided to drop an email to his agent. I've had very few responses from music agents in my time doing this podcast, but amazingly, his agent responded. He said he was keen. And before I knew it, I was chatting to one of my music heroes. Louis was... As you can imagine, an absolute gent, and we shared a few commonalities in our life and mental health journeys too, which made for an even better and nicer interview. Numbers two and three are two episodes I did on the topic of involuntary childlessness with two amazing people called Patricia Fawkes and Robin Hadley. Both of these episodes affected me greatly in the course of doing them, and they have shaped my own desire to have children just as much as I'm fairly scared of having children too. Because of their bravery and courage, I always try and promote their work as much as possible through Vent, even though it's not as big a platform as maybe others. Robin's episode was JSIP number 87, and Trish's episode was JSIP number 92, respectively. And finally, number four, the final episode I want to highlight, and the interview which has had the biggest audibly visible impact on me during the course of doing it, was JSIP number 116 with author Leslie Roberts. Leslie is the author of the book A for Alex, which tells a story of her son Alex who tragically took his own life after being circumcised because of a condition he had called phimosis. I was basically in tears most of this episode and broke down audibly several times during this interview. I wanted to tell Leslie's story as compassionately as possible and I think I'm fairly accurate in saying that I would challenge you, the listener, to find another podcast as raw, emotional and heartbreaking as this one. I'm not a religious man. I lost my faith when I was 13 years old despite going to two religious schools, but I felt like something spiritual happened to me during and after this episode. I can feel Alex's spirit around me as I go about my day-to-day life and I put a lot of my thoughts into my decision making based on what Alex would do and the life that he could have led and the life that I want to lead now. This episode caused me to have a greater perspective on life and death and I consequently try and live life to the fullest as much as possible because 
in another world, I could have been Alex. I could have been Alex quite easily. And it would be my family who went through the pain that Leslie did. The Just Checking In podcast has had an impact on my life in ways that I never thought imaginable. It's allowed me to interview people that I never thought possible. And most importantly, I think it's helped me become the person I didn't know I could be. But perhaps people in my circle always thought I was capable of being. Going to watch live music has been a massive part of my life ever since my older sister took me to see The Pigeon Detectives at Brixton Academy in around 2008-2009. Since that moment, I've been to hundreds of gigs and seen most artists in life actually that I've wanted to see. Doing the podcast has allowed me to interview the artists that I've loved, but I wanted to take it one step further. So in 2019, after seeing one of my favourite and now sadly finished bands, Patawawa, perform about seven times, I got to know them. And during a couple of beers post-show, I got talking to lead singer Sam and he said, mate, we'd love to do a show for you if you ever did one. I was so surprised by that act of kindness. I was in a momentary state of shock, to be honest. However, once that subsided, I got to work on making that dream a reality. And I put on my first ever live show as a music promoter with Patawawa headlining in a venue in my hometown of North East London. I've done two Just Checking In Live since then, with one sad cancellation, and I hope to do two of these shows a year until it's no longer possible for me to feasibly do them, either because of life or other circumstances. I wanted these nights to be a night for everyone who supported Vent in these last five years and beyond to enjoy themselves, thank them for making this platform what it is, give them a space for them to check in with each other and put on great music all night long. So watch this space for Just Checking In Live number four, take two, in 2023. I originally wrote the script with the intention of it being about 10 minutes long and the reality is, as usually the case with my podcast scripts, it's gone on a little bit longer than that. So I hope for all of you listeners that Vent has been a resource, a tool, or a platform to support your mental health in the five years it's been in existence. In many ways, it's become bigger than me, and it is one of, if not the proudest achievement in my life. It is my infinite purpose and has completely shaped me into the person I am today. It has allowed me and sometimes forced me to confront my own mental health demons, and I would not be the person I am without it. So, Cheers to Vent, and here's to the next five years. Well, that's all we've got time for in this episode of the Just Check In podcast. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in for this special episode of me chatting some rubbish about five years of Vent. As always, thank you to everyone who's tuned into this episode. If you've liked what you've heard, give it a share on social media. Tell your friends or work colleagues about it. Write us a review. Give us a five-star rating Apple Podcasts. That will help us spread the word about Vent and the podcast. If you like what we're doing and want to support us further, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash venthelpuk. You can make a one-off donation to our GoFundMe or you can buy a Vent t-shirt. Both those links are on our link tree, which is across all of our channels. We hope to check in with you again very soon. And remember, guys, it is always okay to vent. <laughs>